<laughs> oh, we forgot to mention that we get to we get a send off from our favorite uh, rhinoceros, Rhinox, during one of the vision quests when uh, Gary Primal is flying toward the Matrix, toward right. the Great Beyond. We get a uh, actually really cool looking visual, like neon lights, and Rhinox is basically like. Now, listen here, Gary, we didn't always see eye to eye. And, you know, I made some mistakes, especially after having, uh, you know, 12 too many beers. But, uh, you know, you were always all right and by my books. And, uh, well, now I'm I'm paying the price for uh, all that shit that I did. So uh, peace out. Here's to pour, you. Pour one out for me when you get back <laughs> home, brother. <laughs> it's kind of an unceremonious end to Rhinox. Ain't anyway, too late for you, man. Stop. You got to stop drinking a 12 pack a day. Take it down to six. Too much energy. Hooray! Your silver bolt. I am giving this episode no Energon. What yeah. are you, a Quintesson? This is no Energon. Fuck it. I, I can't. Sigma you balls, Gary! Sh- <laughs> no. Not that. Ah! Greetings, Maximals. Welcome back to Too Much Energon, the weekly podcast where we talk about Beast Wars shit and talk shit about Beast Wars. Coming to you live from a mysterious floating mountain somewhere hidden on planet Energon, I am the Siege, one of your hosts, and I'm joined by my illustrious co-host. It's me, NeoCal! And uh, this week on Too Much Energon, episode 70 of Too Much Energon, we finally got through the holidays, we did our two-part holiday special, we did our... uh, uh, interview last week with the quote-unquote last week <laughs> on last week's episode. <laughs> we at, at the time of recording, we actually did it like over a month ago. <laughs> um, but on uh, last week's episode, we did our uh, uh, lengthy interview with uh, esteemed uh, former mainframe composer Bob Buckley, who did the music for all of our favorite shows. Friend of the and, show, Bob Buckley. Friend of the show, Bob Buckley. And uh well here we are now we're finally uh we're finally on to season two of beast machines uh this week on too much energon episode 70 of too much energon we are talking about the first episode of the second season of beast machines fallout it originally aired on august 5th 2000 in the year 2000 (laughs) That song's somehow less bananas than <laughs> season two's opening episode. Than season two's opening episode. Uh, we're not going to dilly-dally here. We're just going <laughs> to uh, jump right into it this week. Uh, the episode opens picking up immediately where after where uh, uh, the season one finale left off. We have Gary Primal and uh, Megatron... Uh, engaged in uh, immortal conflict if you will gary prime uh uh 
Megatron has his uh, magical car keys of doom, and Gary Primal has his uh, plasma energy juice. With a giant M on it. Uh, that, his, with... his, his Matrix Nuke. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> this Matrix Nuke. Uh, so they, 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 both, uh, uh, they both turned the key. They both uh, pressed the button. They both uh, uh, sent out the nuclear launch codes. They both tossed the football. They both uh, threw the switch. They I both wore. lost the Cold War. They both lost. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a good way to put it. They both. The lost only the way War. to lose was to press the big red button. They, they both lost the Cold War. The Berlin Wall came down, <laughs> and now there isn't even a Berlin anymore. No. So, so it it doesn't even matter. No. Uh, so we, yeah, it's got we've got kind of a time vortex thing going on, which is uh, kind of remedy. And I think Cal, you mentioned this uh, in the. Uh, end of at the end of the the last episode of Beast Machines. I think you mentioned that this is kind of reminiscent of like the time vortex at the end of season two of Beast Wars, but, but this like so much worse, right? <laughs> yeah, well, and indeed, so much worse. It actually completely obliterates Gary Primal, like he just turns yeah. to like dust, L- like a nuke going off. I think at one point in the episode, his shadow or like his image is flattened like a looney tune yeah like well, image like on the ground and the others are like yeah yeah that they're, primal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're uh we'll, we'll we'll mention that when we get there it's like he uh it, it it's like his skin is just like it's like he was skinned and his skin is just on the ground kind of yeah yeah just yeah it's kind of comical but it's also kind of horrifying when you start thinking about it in like in like realistic terms uh yeah 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 so after uh gary yeah he's dead yeah he's dead okay help me out here i've watched this what three times (laughs) i've watched this like twice i'm gonna say two or three times I, i i've watched it three times now everyone's dead yeah or is it just him did the whole planet and everyone die or was all of that spiritual stuff in his head? I, I think he was communicating with the matrix. It was in his head, but, uh, it was, he was in communicate with the matrix or the Oracle. Okay. So I'm a little (laughs) nebulous as to like what the difference between the matrix and the Oracle is in this show, to be perfectly honest, because they seem kind of interchangeable or they seem at least seem connected in some way. Right. It's like the, the Oracle is the voice of the matrix. Maybe the Oracle is Jesus. (laughs) And yeah, the, the Oracle is Jesus and the matrix is heaven. Uh, sure. (laughs) It's, it's kind of its own thing. Right. Because the uh, Oracle's so, not a being. I I kind of got the impression that it was. It seems sentient. It talks to him. It gives him advice. You're right. Yeah. So is it is the Oracle like a demigod? Like a transformer goddess? That, that's kind of what I think, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sure it's been answered in the canon somewhere at some point. 
someone will someone will come along and be like, um, actually, it was revealed in this uh th this comic book that was published in uh, uh two thousand and three by Dreamwave Productions. <laughs> right. I I'm making jokes, but actually, if if there is info like that out there, and somebody listening to this knows that, feel free to reach out to us. Cause oh yeah, I, I'm actually curious. Yeah. Um. So yeah, then we get like a vision quest of uh, uh, Gary Primal, um, kind of flying through space, and through he's a like, hole? he's like he he's like fighting Megatron, and uh, Mega. Uh, I like one thing that goes on in this little bit that I like is uh, Gary Primal says to Megatron, he's like. You, Megatron, you tricked me. You tricked me into uh, unleashing the plasma core energy or whatever and destroying everyone. And Megatron says to him, he's like, he's like, we're all responsible for our own actions, Primal. And it's like, yeah, that's that. The fact that like uh, Gary here was like, oh, Megatron, like you tricked me into destroying the entire world. And it's like, no, I dude. make you do nothing. Yeah, no, no, dude, you, you, you pushed that fucking nuclear, those nuclear launch, you inputted those nuclear launch codes. I'm with that... Megatron on this one. He's like, we're all responsible for our own actions. Yeah. And Primal's like, oh, <laughs> I guess I fucked over Cybertron, huh? Yeah. And they're, they're like grappling and he's like, am I destined to fight you forever, Megatron? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, uh, I, I guess if like the Oracle sent him to like purgatory of some sorts. Cause that's kind of what it feels like he's in right now. And like he hasn't gone to the matrix, but he's in, he's in purgatory. He's like, he he's essentially like wrestling with his own demons, like trying 100%. to work, trying to work out like all of the, the mistakes that he's, he's in, he's in uh transform his purgatory. own purgatory because when he's flying through the wormhole, he sees Cheetor, by the way, every version of Cheetor. Oh, it's with, it's all of them. Yeah, yeah, we get all, all all of them, but we see like every iteration. So like OG Cheetor, um yeah. oh, Transmetal Cheetor. We see that with uh the the other Maximals too. Yeah. The only I one I guess that, we only see. The only one that it, it, that only has like two faces is Night Scream because yeah. he hasn't it's had so multiple ugly. forms. <laughs> but we we get every face of Rat Trap, we get every face of Black Arachnia. This you're right about the purgatory thing. Because those um, faces are like his subcon, his guilty subconscious. Because they're like, you failed us, you failed us, Big Bot. We're dead because of you. We were there for you, Big Bot, but you weren't there for us. And I'm like, they would never say this. No, never. No, Even and if in that were true, they would never say. <laughs> no, say and that. indeed, we we actually like uh, that comes into play later on in the episode. Yeah, I. I like I like when the version of Megatron that he's fighting uh, morphs into another version of Gary Primal. I I had to I rewinded <laughs> this so much. I'm like, and he's blaming himself, and he's like, "You destroyed Cybertron," and then he's like looking at himself, and he's like, uh, and "It's like the Spider Man meme, <laughs> like yeah. pointing at himself." So what? Uh, so the long and short of it is Gary Primal comes to the conclusion that this is all his fault. He's killed all of his friends and he starts uh, like pleading with the Oracle like, no, uh, uh, 
don't let my friends suffer. Take me, take me, just spare them. And I guess that's enough for him to like conjure back into a corporeal form back on the like uh, platform that he was on with Megatron before that he disintegrated on. His desire to fix the mistake he made gave him a physical form back in um the megadrome <laughs> the megadome it, the the megadome yeah. yeah uh and so when he comes back into the the real world he grabs each form of the energy the energy from the key to a vector sigma in one hand and he grabs the key from the plasma energy chamber in the other hand one's blue and, one's red and he starts basically like wrangling them in <laughs> it's like so he's like so wrangling he's controlling the bit. The... He's like fucking like lassoing them back. Yeah, and like the red one is spiky. It looks like thorns. Yeah, and the green one is like electricity. So I'm assuming the green one was like the technological, the, the key, the sigma key, and uh, the red one's like the sigma bio baller, the, the sigma baller, <laughs> and the red one is um, the organo bomb, and he brings the others back from the brink of death, the the other Maximals, right? Yep. But he's not done. He wrangles them all the way back in to himself and then and makes a purple one. He combines blue and red. Science, kids. <laughs> that, that is how colors work. <laughs> and he uh, makes it, a giant purple one. And he shoots them into the planet's core. Yeah. Which I'm like... Um... <laughs> I I I don't know why this this works, but uh, but good all right. for you, Primal. <laughs> uh, in the process, he uh, it's not directly shown here yet, but the the implication here him. is that it, it is that it kills him. Yeah, and so they find his uh, Looney Tunes imprint. So the the Maximals wake up and. They're kind of like, oh, uh, uh, like we're, we're alive, we're saved. That's weird. <laughs> uh, that's weird. And uh, uh, yeah, because Night Scream says something to, akin to, wow, we're alive. And Black Arachnia is like, speak for yourself. And she looks around and we see like just corpses of drones everywhere. And I'm like, they were never alive. They were mindless Viacon drones. Y yeah, they're, they're drones. They're, they're just crying over. They're just offline now. Yeah. Like, they're not dead. They were never alive to begin with. The person who's controlling them is now dead. Yeah. They, they were, like, well, literally drones. Yeah. Like, I don't see a dr somebody flying a drone, and I'm like, oh, man. If only he was free of his chains. That <laughs> drone could be somebody. <laughs> and if only we stopped enslaving the machines, they could. we could have a, a mutually beneficial relationship. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> if yeah, only. Yeah, it's like crying over your microwaves not working anymore. Oh, I punched that. It's, somebody watched somebody watched um what's that freaking toaster animated movie? <laughs> the Brave Little Toaster. Somebody watched the Brave Little Toaster way too, too much. <laughs> uh, uh where where do the Maximals go? They go back to Mega Megadome. To, to find answers well yeah and uh one of them makes a comment about uh 
uh, about like uh, being by themselves or not having like uh, any opposition or something like that. And like Jetstorm swoops in and is like, be careful what you wish for. Ha ha. Because I'm here, stupid face. Yeah. yeah, that happens like, after they find the uh, primal corpse and the mega mega breath corpse. Oh, does it? Yeah, they, all they do is they go in there. Um, Rat trap jacks in, and he's like, "Huh, I can't find anything. There's no info here." They see, um, uh, they see um, the flattened primal and um, the uh, mega. The- Megatron's like his like um chest Armor. his like uh chest apparatus thing his had. apparatus and his body turns into ash and like dissolves they even find tank knocks and when they touch him his like he falls into like chunks so all three of them are presumed dead by them Just yeah I like Radtrap's reaction because Radtrap like waddles over and taps him and uh tank knocks falls apart and he's like <laughs> oops Oopsies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's one more interaction there. Um after they realize that uh Primal's dead, um Night Scream is like, hey, well, you got what you always wanted. And Cheetor like flips his shit on him. Do you remember that when Cheetor like jumps on him and he's like, just because we dis- had a disagreement doesn't mean I want him dead, bitch. Yeah, he slaps yeah. Night Scream around a little bit. <laughs> Uh, as he well should, right? But yeah, um, you were saying um, they they bump into a couple uh, the the two remaining vehicons who are alive, and there's a medley of anime movement that it's starting it's to a, bug me. It bugged you episode one. It's starting to bug me now because they do it two times in a row here. Although, uh, in this particular sequence, I actually found it kind of amusing because it is played up for laughs. We get a bunch of, like, quick shots of characters with, like, over-the-top, like, stupid facial expressions. And then, That's fair. Like, it's, good, it's good screenshot material. <laughs> uh, it, one of them is going to be the show art for the episode. Um, uh, yeah, they so they it's just happening over and over and over again. And like their, their face, it's just like quick shots of their faces with like really stupid expressions and like yeah. seeming like they're about to attack one another. And then black arachnia is like, Whoa guys, she interrupts. She's like, Whoa guys, settle down. And then like, when we cut away, they're not even like actually fighting. No. So like, what was, <laughs> So <laughs> I never even thought about <laughs> what were they doing? <laughs> You're right, that is kind of like a comical nod at how ridiculous that sequence even is, because they didn't move. Yeah, and like, we've never had like a bit like that, because we we get those like stupid like anime like things in the show uh, from episode one. But this time, like, but we've never actually had it be played up as a joke. And I feel like in this episode, they were mocking that from the previous season. Mocking their own that uh, stylistic choice stylistic choice yeah i was wondering i I was like did that happen twice or am i crazy (laughs) when i watched it the second time because the first time um i was gonna say lady arachnia black arachnia um 
It's like, I feel please. like we've called her that at some Stop point. It. We, we have. <laughs> um, and then they go, oh, yeah, well, there's nothing better to do. And they bicker a little bit. It happens again. Except this time, Cheetor yells, stop. And they stop. <laughs> and again, they did this time. They're, they're actually wrestling. Yeah. They're not, by the way, they have guns, folks. They're, <laughs> but, but it's a slobber knocker. By God, <laughs> Night Scream has a chair. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's some weird thing like whoever's wrestling with um, uh, Thrust, he took his hand to cuff and he like gives it back. And the whole time this is happening, these action scenes, whenever it cuts to Rat Trap, he's just standing there going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's not he's not actually fighting, which yeah. I, yeah, I found he's just, funny. He's just kind of like, ah. <laughs> yeah. So all these action scenes are like happening of them fighting each other, and then Rat Trap's just like. Yeah, I think what the, the me? <laughs> I think I, the one that I that I settled on that I'm going to make the artwork for this episode, I think, is around the 13 minute mark in the episode. On the 13 minute mark when they yeah. have, have at her again. Yeah. Um, oh, is it the one with Rat Trap going? Uh, well, no. Yes. Um, so for audio listeners, uh, it's just him making like a really like big, like teeth bearing, like kind of awkward grin. Yes. Was that, was that it? Rat chat just being like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's, that's the one. And then the weirdest thing happens to me. Okay. I understand that they don't have all of their memories or that they're new people, right? Um, them being Viacons changes Waspinator and Silverbolt's personalities. Right. That's fine. But Thrust is like, all right, uh, Jet, let's get out of here. Uh, I don't need any other friends anyway. And um, uh, Jet, what's his name? Jet Stream? Jet, Jet Storm. Jet Storm. I was like, Scream? No, that's Night Scream. Jet Storm. Jet Storm is like, I swear I've watched the show. Jet Storm is like, what? Uh, we're friends? And Thrust is like, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah and i'm like i've had friends like that yeah like, so yeah, okay so so uh what plot wise what's going on during this uh comedic uh uh back and forth that they have is the the viacon generals show up and black arachnia is like Silverbolt. now that you're free of megatron you can come back to us and uh jet storm's Basically, it's us like, join, you bunch of pussies. <laughs> I think and, not. <laughs> and, and Cheetor is like, yeah, come on. We don't hold grudges. And Jetstorm's like, with you, the leader? I don't think so, bitch. It's, they start fighting again. And, uh, and Thrust and, and Jetstorm decide that, okay, we won't fight. But we're not going to be around you guys. You guys are lame. <laughs> so they just so many places to see so much destruction to blah blah they go off to blow shit up or something i don't know and what i was wondering there is like i kind of get Jetstorm being like all right now why the fuck would i follow you and he even says we just got rid of we just finally got rid of the old leader and yeah so I'm like i'm like so why does this like partnership have to be like hierarchical 
Like you can kind That's of a just, weird assumption. You can kind like you can tag along with these guys. You don't have to like be like Cheetor, you are leader, sir, and give him a big salute. It's like you no, don't have you to suck his dick like he did Megatron's, <laughs> right? Yeah, you get uh, time on the Xbox uh, whenever you want because you know what? In this kind of relationship, you have your own Xbox. Whoa, mind blown. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, no, that was that was just weird to me. It's like, yeah, you can hang hang out with these dudes like you for a while. Like you can work together. You don't have to like recognize anyone in the group as the leader per se. It's like the awkward like bullies that are also like being bullied themselves. They don't know how to hang out with like normal people. They don't know how to not insult anyone. Right, because in their I, in their in their uh, social social world, like there's a there's a pecking order. There's a pecking order, and they're used to like insulting and taking each other down a peg. And um, I feel that kind of. Uh, it wasn't an most of like the late elementary and early high school was like me hanging around like douchebags and people that always picked fights and bullies and stuff. And, and then eventually I was like, why am I hanging out with literally the people that I dislike the most? And I just chose to have no friends. This is like grade nine or something. And I was like, fuck all y'all. And I literally just stopped (laughs) hanging out and stopped talking to them. See you later, fuckers, as you like skateboard later, away, fuckers. like giving flipping them the bird. And the problem with leaving and going and hanging out with normal people is I still had those like bully pecking order tendencies. I would insult people accidentally and not understand why they were hurt by it, why they didn't want to hang out with me. Right. You know, like make like petty jokes, being like, oh, blah, 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 what are you? What's ha ha ha? Because I was so used to that, that having to insult other people before they insult you, like social group. So it took me years, year, man, maybe a decade to like just be normal and not be an asshole. <laughs> so I feel for um, Jet Storm and uh, Thrust there. Jetterable. They got to be, they got to be integrated back into uh, normal society. Yeah, and so, uh, so they they end up fucking off because like uh, Jetstorm or not Jetstorm, uh, Thrust, and at this point, like he's like they're really playing up that he's the like kind of badass type, which I find yeah. amusing be- now knowing that it's Waspinator, it's Waspinator, yeah. and that he he straight up mentioned that he liked being the like lone rebel type, right? Um, so uh. Yeah, so he's like, "Come on, Storm, let's go, let's go blow some crap up or something like that." It's like basically it's, that. It's, it's basically that. So they transform and fuck off. Yeah, and he let's calls go. him Storm for the first time. Yeah, I was like, "What? You've never? Oh, don't you guys hate each other?" That's why Jet Storm was like, "What? We're we're friends? Sure. Yeah, why, why not?" not? <laughs> So the others decide to go visit ye old Oracle. Is that yeah. what happens with the Maximals there? Yeah. So uh, yeah, Cheetor is like the best way that we can honor uh, Gary's sacrifice is by continuing his mission of uh, restoring the organics to the world. And they're like, well, how do we do that? And he's like, well, 
Uh, the Oracle was talking to dear old Gary, and now the dear old Gary has uh, garried the fuck out <laughs> of existence. Um, now, uh, may maybe the Oracle will talk to us, you know? Why not? What All else? Are, where else are we going to go? <laughs> what, what else are we going to do? Something unexpected happens. Cheetor does indeed pass the firewall. But instead of an oracle, a gigantic, stuck-in-purgatory, screaming Gary Primal is in the Stargate. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> like, just going... <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, this reminds me of Christopher's impressions of <laughs> grunting uh, Maximals. <laughs> and um, for some reason, he's refusing to pass on because he needs the Maximals forgiveness. Yeah, he's like, he's like, listen, guys, uh, I I've made peace with everything I've done but I just need you to forgive me so I can move on from this plane of existence and join with the matrix. And they're like, what forgive you for what? There's nothing to forgive. And that part they, was a little bit touching. Yeah. Yeah. And night screams like, Oh, you gave me a family. Uh, and, and I'm like, you've been an insufferable shit to, to, to Gary and Cheetor, the leaders. Yeah, in yeah, to Gary and Cheetor in particular, the entire time. And now you're like, this is my family. This I'm is like, my family. He's the like, teenager. I'm like, shut the fuck up, kid. At least, right? At least um uh shut the fuck up, kid. At least Cheetor, when he was in his teenage phase on Planet Energon in Beast Wars, he that was fun. Like we knew he was wrong all the time, and he always like, you know, what went uh went in without thinking, but like Night Scream is like the emo version. Yeah. Whereas Cheetor's the Cheetor's like always seemed like he was just trying to prove himself when he was doing like his impulsive like teenage kid shit. Like he was Whereas... trying to prove himself. Yeah, he's with, trying to prove himself. With uh with Night Scream, like He's just kind of insufferable. So he's like the, I'm not a kid anymore. Gosh. When he's like 16, 17. But Night Scream is the other kind of teen who's like, oh my God, like you guys are the worst. I hate you, mom and dad. That That's the difference between the two. Yeah. Right? Like Cheetor wanted to, like Lyo Convoy Jr. wanted to, <laughs> to, um, Lyo Jr. <laughs> uh, wanted to be treated as an adult and as such he was too eager to take the time and patience to learn how to be an adult night scream is like the you know like emo phase like 2000s kid like oh like if you put a hand on me i'm gonna call social services dad <laughs> what right i'm gonna run away I'm going to go live with, with without any parents. And then he comes back in like 20 minutes and being like, I'm hungry. When's dinner? <laughs> I, for, for American listeners, I think, uh, I think it's like called like child protective services or something like that in the States. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's basically like uh, calling, 
uh, calling the like calling the cops, so to speak, calling the social workers and cops on your parents. Yeah. And uh, that's the vibes I'm getting from him. And they've they've been really patient with Night Scream. They have. So yeah. it's about time that he's. I was gonna say it's about time he's acting a little bit more adult and thankful, except that he just like shit talked primal right after he died. Right after he died. Yeah. Because he was like, oh well, that's what you wanted, isn't it, Cheetor? Yeah. If if he's ever going to make it in my good books, he's got a long ways to go. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. The big monkey's dead, or something like he makes says a line like that at some point in the episode prior to this. He calls him a monkey twice in this, and I'm like, you know he's not a monkey. You he's know a great he, ape. Yes, you know he is an ape, motherfucker. You're just being a twat. You're a sky rodent. You shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens here? There's nothing to forgive. They have that touching moment, right? Yeah. Chitor is like, you know, like we had our differences, but like you're the one that saved us. You're the one that taught us to be at peace with ourselves so that we could transform. Yeah. We and need he... you to lead us. And he and Gary's like, no, Cheetor, you'll do a fine job. And Cheetor says something to the effect of like, oh, well, like I can forgive uh, the mistakes you've made. But I can't forgive you giving up like this. The writing for this episode is so good. It's got a and, lot of like, you know, like spiritual, like purgatory, heaven, oracle like stuff in it. But like. Totally. The writing is that line does it for me. I was like, so, man, how are you going to convince him? And uh, and he doesn't because Gary decides to just fade away anyway. And Cheetor's like, no, big bot. And then Gary like goes uh, uh, retreats like into the ma into the uh, matrix, and we get this like really like I don't know why, but this shot the this series of shots tripped me out when he was like floating through space, and there were a bunch of other like smaller versions of him in the background also floating through space. Y'all ever see Interstellar? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Some black hole. I, I saw it once you know, actually. I I uh, despite liking uh, most of Christopher Nolan's movies, I for whatever reason Interstellar I didn't see until uh, a few years after it came out. Same. I didn't see it until. I think I only maybe watched it or like, so after it came out. I I think I only watched it for the first time. Like it came out in 2014. I think I watched it for the first time in like 2019. First half is the most boring shit you'll ever watch. It's like people arguing in a cornfield for like an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> I couldn't really tell you anything that happens in the first. I don't know. I wasn't <laughs> bored, but I I wasn't bored at all watching the movie. No, no, I I liked it. I liked it. I understand people's criticisms, but I I enjoyed it. I kind of saw the twist in that movie coming. Yeah. Like the um uh like the the disturbance that was going on in uh his daughter's bedroom. Like I kinda I kinda put that together. It certainly wasn't no ghosts. <laughs> uh do 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 I don't think anybody watching was disappointed that it wasn't ghosts. I won't get into the deets of it in case anybody listening wants to go. You should go watch it. But um, nobody Spoil was spoiler like spoilers for ghosts. Spoilers for an eight-year-old movie. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know what? Fuck it. It's not ghosts. Yeah, you know, you know what? Fuck it. It's like it's time dilation shit. It's like her dad from in the future, like communicating back to her through the tesseract inside the black hole. Yeah, basically, kind of like what how Primal was able to. I don't know. Talk to the the gang. Yeah. The so, Oracle. so as uh, Gary is like floating toward the Matrix, uh, he has a bit of a revelation. He as a Matrix about... revelation. A ma- a Matrix revelation. Yeah, the Matrix <laughs> revelation. In fact. Um. Yeah, so he has a bit of a revelation. Like he finds out that uh, the the it was the will of the Matrix was why they went back to prehistoric Earth in the first place, and why they were able to co- like it was to collect. It was the will of the Matrix for them to go back to prehistoric Earth, collect animal DNA, become beasts themselves, develop organic forms, bring it back to Cybertron, and make Cybertron technorganic. Bingo. Dino DNA. In a very it it's an exposition. It's an exposition dump and it's kind of clunky, to be honest. It's clunky, but it fits. I just um, wish it was delivered in a less clunky manner. Yes. <laughs> with a with a little bit more finesse, if you will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we kind of know that as the viewer. Like we, we kind of already figured that out. We just were never it's telling us instead of showing us. So now, uh, so Gary is like floating toward this, like the matrix, which is like a vortex of sparks. It's a cool image. Yeah. Um, it's a vortex of sparks and he's about to like go in and he's like, I am ready to join the matrix, but not today. <laughs> and then like turns around and flies away. But not to. It's the way he delivers it. There's it's the something... way he says it. There's something about it. But he's like, but not today. It's like yeah. The way and he's got uh, this huge. Um, I think I screenshot it at one time. It's at uh 1804. He's got did. this smile that's just like. <laughs> yeah, it's uh. You, you tweeted out that uh the, the screenshot of it a while back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were somehow like, uh... the show still surprises me. <laughs> With the primal faces. We've been doing this for how long? Like year and a half? Two, long time. We've been doing this for a while. Well, it's episode 70 of Too Much Energy, John. And I, I, I'm I, still a gorilla face enjoyer. <laughs> Amazing. So Not uh, today. <laughs> so. And he comes back like a boss. Yeah, he comes back and he goes back to the, uh, he reappears in a completely corporeal form again for the second time in this episode. Um, so this he is did the it. third time he's pulled the Jesus. Yeah. Came back as trans metal and beast wars came back at the beginning of this so that he could lasso the, the doomsday weapons. Yeah. And he's coming back again because, because he know, looked- the oracles, because the Oracle uh, thinks he learned a, a valuable enough lesson out of all of this, which is kind of, kind of basically, it's kind of funny when you break well, you it got down. Some, that you way. got some pretty powerful people in your corner, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Primal. 
So Did after you die anymore, <laughs> is the Oracle just going to give you like 99 lives and be like, YOLO? <laughs> well, and the well, indeed, after he uh, uh, he reemerges, the Oracle is like, uh, you have learned the greatest lesson of all. You uh, you have uh, exercised free will, and this is what makes you more than merely a machine. There's nothing more I can teach you, Optimus Primal. Go forth and be free, or some bullshit. Or and some, then the yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, the 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 Oracle like just uh, vanishes. Some like parts of the like uh, the shield that surrounded it, like the mirror. Kind of like bubbled Stargate out, liquid. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Kind of like bubbled out and looked like floating bits of water, like when you see water in space. And that's exactly what happens. And I'm like, where are you going? Um, Is the Stargate piece is going? <laughs> and then the uh, the the Oracle like just I guess shuts itself down. It's like, all right, my work here is done. Fuck and, this shit, I'm out. <laughs> and all of those like water bits like kind of drop onto the ground and like turn into technorganic trees. Yeah, not the blue bad trees from like when the Sigma Baller like laser yeah, yeah. Uh, touches uh, organic things and turns them into like blue contagious tech. Um it's for the first time um technorganic that's such a weird concept to me technorganic plants can you imagine seeing something like that so i can eat it but also charge my cell phone <laughs> you can eat know, it so... but, but you could also do some mad hacks with it <laughs> so so Primal chose the green ending in Mass Effect 3. Synergy. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically. Or That's... the purple ending. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I still haven't completed the... Uh, well, like, I, I beat all of those games many, many times over back in the day. Yeah. But I still haven't completed my um, Mass Effect Legendary Edition trilogy playthrough. Oh, I uh, forgot I... to buy it when it was on sale. Uh, it is free on Xbox Game Pass right now. Oh, right. That well, might might include the PC version. I'm not sure. I'll go but, check uh, it out. But check it out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. No, I I bought it and I'm I I like powered through one and two and three one and two back to back and then I started three and then I played that for about like 25 hours and then I started doing like all the DLC and stuff and then I just got sidetracked because you're so side because there's so much dlc in the third one that it's oh i want to do this before i beat it oh i want to do this i want to do this and i wanted to away from the urgency i wanted to make sure i had like everything possible done so i could have my galactic readiness at the maximum and but and yeah i just got side i got distracted with something else. i think resident evil 8 resident evil village came out something like that yeah because they, they came out really close to one another. And so I think Resident Evil Village came out and I went to playing that. And then I just started playing other things. And I don't know. I'll go it back happens. to it. Yep. It happens. I'll go back to it. Uh, speaking so, of things happening. Yeah. Uh, galactic readiness. Uh, Primal's galactic readiness is uh, is climbing. Yeah. So he he informs the, um, uh, the Maximals that... Uh, 
their mission is to create a perfect, not replace the technological on Cybertron with the organic, but to create a balance, a techno-organic balance. Yeah, that's what the the Oracle always wanted. Yeah. And then he, what is the line that he says? Because uh, it, it cracked me up when he said it. Just Where is it here? Find it in the episode now. Oh, he's like, what starts? Um, these cybernetic trees are just an example of what is yet to come for all of Cybertron. What starts in simplicity must grow in simplicity. That, that always, part? yeah, always remember that. And I'm like, I'm like, fuck. He is he like a fucking like Zen master now or something? One, that's not terribly deep. He's always been a Zen master, but that is not high up there. That's like some waspinator. Oh, what what is planted in simplicity must grow in simplicity. That's some like that's some like you've like you and your like like two best friends are have had, smoked way too many joints at this point. <laughs> You're and just... you're like, write that down, man. Write that down. <laughs> and then when That's you guys so... sober up, what the fuck did we write? <laughs> what, 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 what's planted in simplicity <laughs> must grow in simplicity. What's planted in simplicity must grow in simplicity, man. Did always, this make sense? Always remember that. Is this my writing? <laughs> Fuck, man, how high were we? Have you ever been the sober man when all of your friends have been, like, drunk or high? And they think of what they think is the best idea they've ever had. And you're just sitting there completely sober and you're like, that's the stupidest thing ever. Don't. And they won't listen to you and, like, they, they do whatever dumb stunt it is or, like, trespass or steal or stick their dick through a fence to pee or something <laughs> like that and <laughs> actual thing i did listeners and um no no but they they do something and then when they're sober they're like why did you let me do that or well why'd you let me call my ex and i was like did you want me to physically restrain you we're all responsible for our act own actions primal that's right that's right <laughs> i didn't grab your dick and thrust it through the fence <laughs> People um, listening are like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> uh, there, there was a situation, uh, um, a night out. I think it was like for my birthday or something like that. Uh, yeah. Back, back in like the early to mid 2000, 2000s, 2010s, where yeah. um, uh, we were, me and like a, a group of us were like on the way to... Uh, on the way to a club we we had just left like one bar and we were going to like a club or like a strip club or something something like that and i had mentioned that i had to take a piss and uh cal was like oh uh there there's a bush some bushes right there and i'm like but there's a fence in the way and cal is like then stick your dick through the fucking fence <laughs> And it just cracked me up like so much. And lo and behold, I ended up doing it. But after everyone did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me <laughs> like, and like two other guys. Like we all did we all did the same thing. Um, but after I was finished and like zipped up and everything, like I just like 
still like kept cracking up so much that I just I fell on the ground. It's just the way Cal delivered the line. He's like, then stick your dick through the fucking fence. Just right. That, yeah, the the completely like stone face, like no cracking up, almost like an order. <laughs> <laughs> Put your hand on that wall. <laughs> um oh, man. Yeah. So so anyway. There's the story. <laughs> yeah, there, there's the story. But yes, uh, so uh, Gary Primal's uh, stoner, stoner <laughs> wisdom here. <laughs> I should screenshot his stoner face because he definitely has one. Right, must Where? grow in simplicity. There it is. There it is. Nineteen thirty nine. Nineteen thirty nine. It was a very good year. Thirty nine. <laughs> good year. <laughs> Uh, screenshotting that stoner face. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Full screen. Uh, so they, they, uh, so they decide that, uh, their, their mission now is, uh, to, they need to like refocus on, uh, recovering the, all the old sparks. And they're like, oh, well, um, how are we going to do that? This planet's empty. And they're like, oh, well, let's go to Megatron. Let's go back to the Megadome and see what's going on out there. Um, and so they do that. And uh, Cal, you remember when uh, we were leading up to season two and I had mentioned that I had kind of cheated on the podcast a little bit and watched ahead. And I was like, yeah. there are some things that I'm like, I'm like, there's some things you're just you're not going to like you will never guess where this show goes and um well we have fucking megahead megatron is a giant floating head above cybertron that was one of the things yes i was completely like and uh, listeners, like I had watched through this show once before back in like 2008 or so. And like, I obviously I like I didn't remember any of that. But like, so when I was watching this, I'm like, Megahead. Megahead. Giant floating Megahead. Yeah. Okay. That, so. <laughs> so Megahead. So Megahead. And uh, I don't. I don't have anything to say about that. Um, he's a gigantic. By no means is he like um, Unicron or anything like that, but very big. Yep, he's uh, he's a, a giant floating head that is uh, uh, reminiscent of Megatron's head because it's not identical. But it's no, but it's it, it's reminiscent, and um, yeah, that's that's what the episode ends on. Yeah, the, the shot of Megahead floating in the sky. Did he want this? <laughs> Is this a ship? I, I have many I, questions. Uh, many questions indeed. And uh, <laughs> speaking of questions, uh, that has been uh, uh, episode one of season two of Beast Machines followed. Here on Too Much Energon, we review episodes of Beast Wars, Beast Machines, and whatever else we feel like talking about on any given week. On the too much energon scale, it ranges from not enough energon to a sufficient amount of energon to too much energon. It's basically bad, okay, good. Cal, since war never changes, 
what are you going to give uh uh, the episode fallout on the on the tme scale a lot of the writing is is good but so much happens i was sure that i was going to give this a too much energon because of um i i actually like all the vision quest stuff usually that can um feel too heavy on the show mm. and i like the interaction with the viacons um and i appreciate that like anime like standoff like joke that happened but there's so much that there's a lot of questions that i don't need answering to but it's just like how was he able to wrangle those two powers how was he able to come back from the dead so many times uh does he have 99 health lives 99 lives left and a oracle ain't one gary primal definitely has like plot armor to end all plot armor in this show and in beast wars for that matter he got fucking blown up at the end of season one yeah that's i wonder how pissed off megatron is at how immortal <laughs> gary primal is the immortal optimus primal brother <laughs> <laughs> the undis uh, indestructible immortal gary primal i'm giving it I'm getting fucking a... voodoo child by Jimi Hendrix starts playing. I love it. Oh, he comes out wearing an NWO bandana. <laughs> That's it. No other clothes, just the NWO bandana. Um, well, he is a gorilla. It gets a sufficient amount of energy on because there's just so much. Thanks for letting me stall and think about it, because th this is a very difficult episode for me to grade. Sufficient amount of energy on for me. Uh, same for me. Um, too many vision quests for my liking. I'm not a big fan of vision quests, like I said. And like I said, Gary Primal has like plot armor to end all plot armor at this point. Like he comes back from the dead like twice in this episode. Just this alone. episode. Just, just <laughs> this episode alone. Um. The the interaction with the vehicons was kind of amusing. Like the like little like like the the people behind the show poking fun at themselves with the whole like anime yeah. like bit that they have done throughout the the previous thirteen episodes. Um, some touching moments, but I don't know. Overall, the episode was kind of just fine. Yeah. Just because a lot of crazy shit happens doesn't necessarily mean that's a good <laughs> a good thing. Yeah. So sufficient amount of energy on for me. He's come uh, back three times as much as Jesus has. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Them's be fighting words. Yeah. You heard me. You, you heard, heard it here first. You can quote me on that. <laughs> GP versus JC. <laughs> GP V JC. Uh, 2022. <laughs> Dawn of Dawn of the Messiahs. Dawn of the Messiah, yeah. He who <laughs> he who bringeth the technorganic. And also also take taketh away. <laughs> I giveth the simplicity, I take the simplicity away. <laughs> Always remember that, bitch. <laughs> Except when I sober up, I don't remember what I said. Something about simplicity, seeds. Or was I just trying to like 
was I just trying to remember a recipe? Who knows? <laughs> oh, right. So, something about the pie. Cheetor! Cheetor, did you take the pie out of the oven? Cheetor, what have you done? <laughs> what have you done? Uh, that's, so, that's that. So that was episode 70 of Too Much Energon. Uh, we will be back next week with episode 71 of Too Much Energon. Uh, if you want to support the show, uh, go to Patreon, patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. We're starting at the $5 and up tier. You get uh, bonus preamble audio week in and week out of slurring my words a lot today. I don't know why. Um, I'm not drunk, I swear. Uh, <laughs> week in and week out uh, of bonus preamble audio of us like kind of like shooting the shit and talking before uh, this show and all the various shows that we do here at Lasercomb Productions. Uh, you also get a commentary track every month-ish or so of us uh, watching a movie and uh, providing comment live commentary. A little bit different than what we do in what uh, on these podcasts. Mm -hmm. uh, at the $10 and up tier, you get our weekly uh, news and current events program, Laser Comb Tonight. And you also get to pitch a show for us to basically do what we just did on this episode of the podcast, but about a random show on our other podcast, the Laser Comb Podcast. So go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B, if you want to get in on that. Um, social media, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash lasercomb, spelled the same way. Uh, if you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do that at too much energon, all caps, uh, or you can follow me at lasercomb. Once again, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. And Cal, you have the Twitters as well. The Twitter is NeoCal, N-E-O underscore K-A-L. I haven't plugged this for quite a while, but uh, go to our website for the podcast, www.toomuchenergon.ca. It uh, looks like something straight out of 1996. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah, if you don't have Spotify or any of that other stuff, you can just play it from the browser. Yep. Uh, and there's also like links to all sorts of stuff on that website so yeah www.toomuchenergon.ca the www part is very important because the url will not work otherwise and i don't know how to fix that thanks for reminding me i also haven't looked into it terribly hard <laughs> my, my partner can can fix that i it just went out of my head yeah well i haven't plugged the, i haven't plugged the website in eons um i actually for our uh, the the website for our, uh, our our reboot themed podcast alphanumeric where we do this but talk about what we're talking about reboot um, I actually let the the uh, domain for that expire because I completely forgot about it but I did renew the domain for too much energon.ca so that website is still active awesome <laughs> uh, so yeah go check that out um we will be back next week with episode 71. Of too much energy on where we'll be talking about the second episode of the second season of beast machines savage noble coming up is even more stuff where i'm like wow the show's going here huh i Could just have... read the little um like synopsis and i am curious <laughs> new transformer concepts is all i will say so I can only fathom. <laughs> so uh, keep an eye out for that. 
until then, I've been one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. And I'm NeoCal. And until next week, I am transformed again. What, like, starts in simplicity, like, uh, has to grow in simplicity, you know? Bro. <laughs> Bye. Sure. We are the youth and we are knocking on death's door.